This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a good deal of Veterans Affairs employees have some troubling things to say about the agency's COVID-19 response. We get an early look at this year's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. And a last-minute executive order from the outgoing president calls on cloud computing companies to name their customers. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 60% of employees at the Veterans Affairs Department say they're not informed when a co-worker tests positive for COVID-19 at their facility. That's according to a survey of VA employees from the American Federation of Government Employees. 88% of employees say they know of a co-worker who has contracted the virus. And 40% of AFGE respondents say they have not been given adequate personal protective equipment at their facilities. VA is currently tracking about 900 active COVID-19 cases among its employees. Employees. The military health system is now making COVID-19 vaccines available to TRICARE for Life beneficiaries who are 75 and older. MHS says the availability of the vaccine may vary by location, but TRICARE recipients should contact their local military treatment facility, their civilian provider, or their TRICARE network pharmacies. Currently, more than 1 million people 75 or older on TRICARE for Life are eligible. The Office of Personnel Management offers up a preview of the annual Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. OPM says federal employee job satisfaction improved again in 2020. A little more than 71% of employees say they're satisfied with their jobs. OPM changed the annual survey this last year to gauge how agencies responded to the pandemic. 85% of employees say their supervisors supported their efforts to stay healthy and safe. The preview from OPM comes on the last day of the Trump administration. The full 2020 survey results are expected in early spring. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. A data analytics official at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission moves up the ranks. The agency names Kimberly Essery as its deputy chief data officer and will work alongside EEOC CDO Chris Hafer. Essery previously served as the deputy director and senior counsel of EEOC's Office of Enterprise Data and Analytics and helped create the agency's first data governance board. She also served as a federal data fellow on the federal data strategy team. The Trump administration's Environmental Protection Agency goes to the very last minute with proposed regulations. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Just hours before the advent of the Biden administration, EPA proposed a list of four in-the-weeds rules having to do with ethanol, fuel pump labeling, underground storage, renewable volume compliance, and letters of requests for waivers from recent renewable fuel standards. The proposed rules have hit the Federal Register, sparking 90-day comment periods. The Biden EPA could end up dealing with them long after the Trump crew has departed. I'm Tom Temin. Another new executive order from President Trump. This one demands that cloud computing companies verify the identities of their customers. The outgoing administration says the order is meant to crack down on foreign adversaries that use cloud services to mount cyber attacks. The order is directed at companies that provide infrastructure as a service. It gives federal agencies, including DHS and the Department of Commerce, six months to implement new regulations. Progress to reach OMB's goal for adopting cloud services has hit a plateau. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. For the second straight quarter, the percentage of federal email boxes in the cloud remained at 84%. 
The latest data on the president's management agenda scorecard shows 17 agencies met the target of having at least 95% of their email boxes in the cloud. OMB says of the six agencies still not meeting the 95% goal, only the Departments of Energy and Justice made progress last quarter. Two agencies, the Social Security Administration and the Office of Personnel Management, lost ground. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. It'll take a while for the Senate to confirm the Biden administration's picks to lead the Pentagon, but we now know who will occupy them. But we now know who will occupy DOD's top leadership positions in the meantime. David Norquist, the Trump administration's number two Pentagon official, will serve as acting defense secretary until the Senate confirms Lloyd Austin, Biden's nominee to lead the department. Meanwhile, John Whitley will serve as acting secretary of the Army. Tom Harker will be acting secretary of the Navy. And John Roth will be the acting secretary of the Air Force. Each of them had been lower level Trump administration appointees. DOD moved quickly to extend the time frame for contractors to be reimbursed for work that is impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Pentagon issued a new memo extending the 3610 authority through March 31, 2021. Congress approved the extension in the fiscal 2021 consolidated spending bill after it was set to expire on December 31st. A DOD inspector general audit in December identified 135 contracts that the Pentagon had paid out $68 million under the 3610 authority through September. Auditors say DOD primarily paid vendors for employees' costs because they could not work in the government-owned facilities. The Air Force is trying to rebalance its force, and some airmen may be able to get out of their contracts early because of it. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. Some airmen now have the opportunity to retire early, separate early, or move from active duty to the Air National Guard with no penalty. The Air Force is offering early separation waivers for on a first-come, first-out basis. The option is only open to certain occupations. Other requests will be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. The change in policy stems from higher retention rates in the Air Force caused by economic uncertainty during the global pandemic. The service recruited 900 more people than it needed last year. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Twelve National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. have been removed after law enforcement agencies identified them as having ties with right-wing militia groups or to have posted extremist views online. The Pentagon says the two had made comments specifically pertaining to today's inauguration event. Defense spokesman Jonathan Hoffman said the removals were done out of the abundance of caution and were not linked to any credible threats. Joe Biden's pick to lead the Department of Homeland Security promised to make employee morale his highest priority. Alejandro Mayorkas says he'll focus on equipping DHS employees with the tools they need to succeed if confirmed as the agency secretary. He already has experience leading DHS employee engagement efforts when he served as deputy secretary during the Obama administration. Democrats on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee want to confirm Mayorkas as quickly as possible, but Missouri Senator Josh Hawley says he'll be placing a hold on the nomination. And the National Archives and Records Administration seeks feedback on a proposed rule to wean agencies off hard copy records. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. NARA's proposed regulation sets standards for digitizing permanent federal records and would allow agencies to dispose of hard copy paper and photographic records. But these disposals would still have to comply under the Federal Records Act. NARA considers permanent records anything historic that requires agency preservation beyond administrative and legal requirements. NARA seeks comments by February 1st. NARA won't accept any temporary or permanent records from agencies in a non-electronic format after December 2022. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.
holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.